Hey, bowlers, Bowling This Month is back. Bowling This Month is bowling's trusted technical resource that's relied upon by thousands of serious bowlers, pro shop operators, and professional coaches. From independent ball reviews to great instructional articles on all facets of our sport, you'll find it all at BowlingThisMonth.com. For less than the price of a cup of coffee per month, you can have online access to Bowling This Month's premium technical bowling content that will help you improve your game. Bowling This Month is so confident you'll be satisfied, they're offering a 14-day money-back guarantee to all subscribers. Check out BowlingThisMonth.com and sign up today. Now is the time to reinforce your bowling arsenal, and BowlerX.com is the online leader in price, service, and selection. With free insured shipping on every item we carry, including a complete line of pro shop supplies, as well as balls, bags, shoes, accessories, and more. Also check out the large selection of closeout and discontinued items at a fraction of their original cost. BowlerX.com, your online bowling superstore and proud sponsor of Above180.com. You can hear Above 180 on Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher allows you to listen to your favorite shows directly from your iPhone, Android phone, Kindle Fire, and beyond, on demand and on the go. Don't have Stitcher? Download it for free at Stitcher.com or in the app stores. Stitcher Smart Radio, the smarter way to listen to radio. BowlerX.com, your online bowling equipment superstore, presents the Above180.com podcast. Tim Berg is ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews, coaching, to drilling layouts, and the stars of the PBA. Now, here's your host, Tim Berg. Joining me on the Above180.com podcast is Matt Gasson. Matt is the technical support coordinator for Ebonite International. He bowled collegiately at Robert Morris University. He joins us now to talk about his experiences at the USBC Open Championship in Las Vegas. Matt, Tim Berg here. Thanks for joining me today. Well, thanks for having me on, Tim. All right, Matt. Well, what a performance you guys had bowling at the USBC Open Championship. So let's um, let's begin. First off, thanks for joining me on the show today. Uh, I appreciate you having me. Awesome. Well, in kind of our pre-interview, we did talk about some things, and I'm going to ask you some questions. If you're not comfortable answering any of them, by all means, just answer them in, in them in any way, shape, or form you'd like. You can be clever. You can just say no comment. Anything is fine. Just want to lay that out there right away. You know, we have done this, and there's a lot of talk about how much people that have bowled are going to say that do well and how much they're not going to say. So it's something that's out there to be debated, but I at least want to... Wanted to get you on. At least thought if anything, Matt, we could chat about and you could at least help out some of the folks out there throwing some of the EBI brands and at least get the right ball in there. We don't have to go into the specifics of layouts and ex- all that sort of stuff, but at least get the, you know, get people the, the right ball in their hands and what you guys are thinking since I uh, thought that would help, you know, help you guys out there in Hopkinsville. Right. Okay. Yeah, okay. So I guess let's let's begin then I, on that ball question. What what did you see, or what did the guys that were you were with that were rolling the Ebonite brands? What what was really reading the pattern really well out there? Uh, to be, I mean, it, it, to be perfectly honest, um, I, I really don't think there's a magic ball this year. You know, that it's been about uh, I believe this is the third year now that they've kind of moved towards those uh, tougher, flatter patterns. Um, and I really don't think that there's a, a magic ball out there that's that's going to get it done. Um, I just think that it's going to take a lot of really good shot making. Uh, it's going to take a lot, some good strategy from some different teams uh, in terms of how they break the pair down. Uh, I, I think this is by far the toughest year, that I, the toughest that I've seen a team pattern in the last couple of years. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised to see the first team that shoots 3,300 win. 
Wow. Um, you know, I, 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 my, my recommendation would be get a ball that you can control the pocket with and, and take your doubles and, and just, just make your spares and try and leave yourself makeable spares until, until they, they break down and, and you can kind of uh, get a little misroom. So heading up to the tournament, did you guys bowl the, the practice? Did you do the team practice session? Uh, we did, yeah. We uh, we bowled the team practice session down in the uh, in the actual bowling. the 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 plaza has the the actual tournament, and the bowling center has the bowlers journal and the team practice sessions. And we did do a team practice session, um, and uh, it, it was mostly just to get loose on on something that was a little bit tougher. Um, uh, I think they played kind of similar. I mean. I, I, you know, it's a completely different bowling center. Um, you know, it wasn't 100%, but, I mean, I think it can give, if someone wants to go do it, I think it can give them an idea, I guess, of, of how they want to start and how they want to play them. At least, you know, at least an idea. I'd say it's probably worth $100. And I know you had some um, you had some wrist issues heading into the event. Did you do any of the side events? Did you do the, the Bowler's Journal, which is supposed to be on the pattern as well, on the doubles and singles pattern, uh, that is? Yeah, it's on a doubles and singles pattern. I actually I bowled um, I bowled one doubles I bowled one bowl journal squad and I didn't have the right right equipment, so I went and drilled a ball. I'm not saying what I drilled, um, and uh, I went back and I bowled um, a little bit better. I bowled I think 640. Um, my my ball reaction was a hundred times better than what I bowled. I didn't throw it very well just because I couldn't repeat shots and, and ball speed, and uh, my wrist was pretty much giving out just about every other shot. Um, so I, I gave it a rest the next day, um, and then I actually, um, even after we, we bowled on Saturday and I bowled well, we all went and bowled some Bowlers Journal squads on um, on Sunday morning, and I actually decided not to bowl uh, once I got there because I just didn't didn't want to risk hurting it anymore. I think I only bowled two total Bowlers Journal squads the whole, the whole weekend. whole weekend, wow. Would you say the lanes transition, was that the same what you've seen in past, or did you think the transition got a little trickier, or did that did that matter how you guys played them to where they broke down to where you guys had something? Um, the the doubles and singles pattern is definitely different than what I've seen in years past from the doubles and singles pattern. Um, I don't want to say anything until everyone kind of gets out there. Um, you know, it, it's, it's the whole point of not releasing the pattern. Um, but yeah, they, they definitely transition, um, tricky as what I would say. I don't think that they're like impossibly hard, like, like, like team is, um, but they, they transition really tricky. And if you make the wrong move, you're going to bowl 160 very easily. You know, I, I was, um, just happened to watch some scores today. Uh, a couple of bowlers from St. Louis were out there and, uh, looked like, I mean, and you know, th- th- they're plenty capable of putting up numbers. And it uh, didn't look like they, they had very much fun out there in, in singles and doubles. So, I mean, you can definitely, the pair can definitely go the wrong way for you. So, once you got to, once you were beginning your singles, you had a nice string going. You go 2-8-10 in the 10th, and then you make a ball change, and you end up throwing one ball on one lane and one ball on the other lane. Talk about the, I mean, we hear that, and just talk about the confidence that you had in your own game. It sounds like you kind of, you know, we're going through some some wrist issues and maybe not even practicing as much as you probably would have liked to, but you still had the confidence to do that. So talk about that and really what, what led you to that decision that that was the best way to go about things for you. Uh, well, uh, to be perfectly honest, um, all of our girlfriends, uh, all we, they made fun of us for the last two weeks because all we did was talk about which balls we're going to bring and make sure that we had the right succession of equipment um, to go from ball to ball to ball. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I threw a, um, a game breaker two phenom pearl 
um, the first and second game. And I had the first date, the first game, and I th- I threw it terrible. My wrist kind of was gave me a little bit a little bit of trouble on the ninth shot, and I decelerated really bad in big forward and you know shot two fifty or whatever. And then the next game, I had the first ten, and I actually threw the one in the the two eight ten. I threw really really well, I thought, and uh, it gave me a good read because it, it kind of wiggled on that right lane, and so um, you know I just went and grabbed another ball. Um, it felt like they were getting a little tighter down lane on that, on that right lane. And I grabbed something that was going to be a little bit more responsive. And I took a little step left and got my hand around it a little bit more. And, uh, it was, it ended up being the right move. I, um, I think I started on that lane. Um, it went a little long, the first shot, the third game. And, uh, then I moved off of it and I four pinned in the third frame. Then I moved off of that and I struck till the, uh, the, the first shot in the 10th, I, I struck. And then I, Almost missed the head pin left, and my wrist gave out again on that shot. So, so you guys have the all event, the team all events total lead right now at ninety seven forty three. Sounds like, in your opinion, if a team puts it together, they can catch you guys and, and overtake you. But it's going to take someone, you know, five guys really executing to the best of their abilities. So, uh, yeah, we, you know, we we all said the same thing. The wild card is going to be team event because. Um, it, it, if you look at what we posted in singles and doubles, because we really didn't bowl all that well in team event. We only bowled like 30, 50. So we got 700, you know, we bowled plus 700 as a team and we got 510 of it or something like that in singles. I mean, it's, um, the wild card to me is going to be the team, the team event. If you can put up a big number in team event, um, I, I think it's out there. I I, I definitely do. Um, I would obviously love to win team all events with them. Um, but you know, if, if a team bowls well in, in team, they're they're definitely capable of, of catching us. Yeah, talk about how your team came together. You got guys with from different manufacturers, kind of all different, even honestly, stages in your life from guys that are a little bit older to younger guys like yourself that are just beginning their career. How did you guys become together as a team? And um, and obviously, it seems like you guys worked worked well together. So all things considered, unless we see some some funky rule changes, you guys will probably be staying together in the foreseeable future. Uh, yeah, so we're pretty much all just best friends. Um, do, if Dave O'Sullivan made a post. Um, basically with the exception of his brother, um, we were his wedding party. Uh, you know, we were all his, his, uh, groomsmen at his wedding. So, uh, we're all very good friends. We're all very close. We're all very familiar with each other's games. Um, it's, it's very easy for us to, to make moves when it's time to make moves and, and trust each other when we see stuff. Uh, and, and when you're bowling in an event, like what we just bowled in, especially, um, in a team event, it's, that's huge. And, and being able to help your teammate and see their, their ball motions and, and help them kind of transition throughout their equipment. So, yeah, that's, um, you know, I mostly it's, it's Dave and PJ go back to junior team USA. They've always been best friends. Um, and then I lived in Florida for uh, two years where I met Dave and Sean Nauman um, and uh, Sean Riccardi actually married Dave's sister. So that's actually Dave's brother-in-law. Um, and he's obviously a fantastic bowler and he, we actually uh, got him this year. This is his first year bowling with us. So uh, hopefully we can stick with this group of five for quite a while. Do you think the the releases that the USBC did on you guys, you think was that about appropriate for folks? Because they did say Chad Murphy has been very open and forthcoming in saying that, that when they're uh, highlights of the tournament shot, there's going to be some videos out there and there's going to be some stuff like I'm sure you guys saw before you went out there. Are you and only speaking for yourself, are you okay with what, what they did with you guys and how they portrayed yourself on the lanes without giving too much away? Uh, 100%. I'm, I'm 100% okay with it. They, because the, the biggest thing to me is how you set the lane up. I mean, we bowled, 
you know, it's, it, they showed the last two frames of our sixth game on the pair as a team. I mean, they, we went through so much transition and we broke them down a certain way. And the way that we broke them down is really what made the lanes open up to what they, they opened up for us in doubles and singles. Uh, so, I mean, to me, that's the biggest thing. I'm not, I'm not really too concerned about the last two frames that people saw. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy because I was able to go back and watch it and, and see that for myself. I mean, it was, it was really cool that uh, they were able to catch that moment uh, on camera for me. So, Well, awesome stuff. Matt, I want to thank you for joining me and being so forthcoming, honestly, with what you did volunteer as information. I know it's one of the things that you see a lot of times on social media, people talking about it and what should be said and what shouldn't be said. And I think you you said just enough, even in the interview that we just finished up here, that people can take and glean some knowledge because ultimately you guys can go out and you could say, this is what we did, this is where we stood, this is what we did, but it would still take the five or even ten, is my guess, of folks to execute like you guys did. And you guys got some shot makers on, on your team and even on your companion team. So sometimes even knowing is not is only half, is half the battle, honestly. So, But thank you for your time and, and sharing what you did. All right, no problem. Thank you for having me.